When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Unfortunately for the Padres, the end is near. Backbreaker Saturday night followed up by a 12-2 win on Sunday. They've played great baseball, 9-1 in their last 10 games. It will be too little, too late, unfortunately, for San Diego. And, of course, the questions remain. And a lot of interesting comments and reaction coming out of the clubhouse on Sunday afternoon. So you're going to hear some of that coming up, including Manny Machado, John Schaefer, Jim Russell with you. It is the wrap-up show on a Sunday evening. Padres can be eliminated as early as Monday from postseason play here in the National League. We'll see if they can stave it off for another day or two or three or more. According to Fangraphs, the Padres' postseason chances are down to 0.1%. Padres did win Sunday 12-2. Did you see this? You did because I sent it to you. The Padres' run differential is now the second best in the history of the franchise, trailing the 1998 team. The second best in the history of the franchise trailing only the 1998 team that made the World Series. All right, if you're here, subscribe, smash the like button, follow us on Twitter, at John Schaefer, at Jim Russell SC. Thank you for the Supers. I know one already rolled in. We'll get to it momentarily. If you want to contribute and weigh in, see your comment on screen, um, control the direction of the conversation, get something off your mind. Super Chats, always appreciate it. Click the dollar sign below the chat box. We really do appreciate those. If you're here on replay, thank you for the super thanks as well. And you can become a member by clicking join. You get emojis and badges. But 9-1 stretch for the Padres, who do lose another extra inning game on Saturday, essentially ending their season before bouncing back, Jim, to win today 12-2. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the run differential thing is going to be hilarious. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be... Um, what is it? Hilariously frustrating how it will be talked about all offseason. Um, you know, Saturday night, yesterday, I, I did think, I was like, they're going to win finally in the next inning games. And it's going to be so fitting how they go all year long. And, I, and I've said this, they've gone all year long having some of the worst situational at bats and approaches that you'll ever see 
and extra innings that now's the time they're going to actually look like a team in extra innings that that actually has a good approach and actually will do the, do the little things and will have the situational hits, right? Because it's like mm-hmm. the, the story of this month is way too little, too late. You know, like you go all year long and then you happen to have a very soft schedule to end your season. You're playing triple A teams here. I mean, you're borderline. I mean, the A's aren't even a triple A team. I mean, they're worse than a triple A team. Like, yeah, you should be winning these games when you have the players still out there for you, for you guys, you know? So I'm not like viewing this as, as this magical end of the season at all because of who they're playing. Mm-hmm. But it, I, I did think that last night they were actually going to do it. And then they actually proved, no, no, we actually are who we have been all year long, which is um, in extra innings, the worst situational team that you will ever see. And maybe ever this, maybe it'll never happen again. Like, I, I don't know how you can be this bad situationally in extra innings. They're, they're hitting 145 or, or 140 in extra inning games this year. They've scored, I think, seven runs in 12 extra inning games this season. That is 100% not bad luck for anybody out there who thinks it is. That is all situational hitting and bad approaches, and this is on the players in extra inning games this year to why they have uh, you know, accumulated an 0-12 record tied for the worst in the history of baseball. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't disagree with that. A couple of things. Besides, yeah, I have a lot more the, to talk about, but that's just my Saturday there's a lot, night. There, there's a lot. There's a lot. My Saturday night opinion. Here's the thing. I mean, I agree with you. They've been awful situationally all year, not just extra innings. They're like the least clutch hitting team in baseball history. Yeah. I would say if you played this season ten thousand times, they probably would be zero and twelve in extras. Like one time would be yeah, my guess. They'd probably. still be really bad, but my guess would be they'd be zero and twelve once if you played it ten thousand times. Here's the other thing, and I agree with you. The schedule is super soft, and I take nothing of what happens no matter of who you play into 2024. Like, I don't care if they're playing the Dodgers and beating the Dodgers every day. It doesn't impact 2024. I would just say this. Houston has played Kansas City six of the last nine games. The, the Astros have played the Royals six of the last nine games. They've lost five of them to the Royals. So it's not always the schedule that is the, the World reason Series. why. <laughs> What's that? And the Astros could win the World Series this year. Yeah, it's like, I mean, my point is like, yeah, the Padres have beaten bad teams, but that's not like <laughs> reason why they're winning because they've also lost to bad teams this year. I don't think the reason why they're winning is they're playing awful teams. No. There's awful teams littered up and down baseball and the Pirates are beating the Reds and the Pirates are beating the Cubs. So, I mean, I give the Padres a little bit of credit for the way they've performed here, but it's back to your initial point, which is they're playing well with pressure off. Mm-hmm. Not the opponent they're playing as much as there's just there's no they're playing with no concerns in the world. They, finally had some concerns Saturday night. They got tight. Yeah, you finally had some pressure back on this team. They had to be perfect. Manny Manny had a great Friday night, mm-hmm. and the, all the talk was after that game, we can do this, right? Yep. We can do this. And you go one for seventeen with runners in scoring position the very next day, yep. and you lose an extra innings, like. You can't tell me that this team crumbled under pressure this year because they absolutely did it. It's pretty pathetic to watch, to be honest with you, for the players that they ha- had on this roster. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, as much as Manny wants to continue to think that this, there's a chance, like, bro, it's over. There, It's done. You're five back with six to play. The uh, 
anybody who is touting or anybody talking about potential chances um, are, I, I mean, completely clueless. I, I don't know what else to call it. Um, and this is done. It's over with. It's, here's the path. It, it's done. I know there's, I know the path. Everyone has to lose and you have here's to win the every path. Game. Here's the path. Just so people realize how done it is. Yeah. Six and oh, plus three of the four have to occur that I'm about to say. Cubs got to go 0 and 6. That's one of the four. Yeah. D backs got to go 0 and 6. That's not two happening. of the four. Marlins have to go 2 and 4 or worse. Could happen. Reds have to go 3 and 3 or worse. Well, so the, it's done. The, yeah, the Cubs and <laughs> they're not going. I mean, it's, it's over with. It's over with. Okay. I mean, Can we all, mathematically, we all stop. It's over. There's a one in like 10,000. Manny, bro, it's over. It's done. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand. Like, listen, when you're asked questions, we'll hear from Manny here coming up. I mean, I don't, I don't think any player. It's probably not a good look if if Manny's asked like, "Hey, have you moved on to 2024?" He's like, "Yeah, this is done." Well, so there's ways to say, say it without saying it, though. Like, there are ways to say that it's over without saying it's over, and Manny is incapable of saying it, um, for whatever reason. You know, if he thinks this is like a form of like. I don't know what he thinks of because why he's saying this. I mean, yes, and we'll hear from him in a second because it is to me personally like jaw dropping how and I think he understands. Like I think he does get it, John. I just think that he is so poor with conveying it and mm-hmm. like saying things that I, I yeah, he, yeah. He knows I don't know if he, if, yeah, if that's what you're saying. I don't know if he un, like he, he gets it. I know he does. He's not stupid. Okay. I just don't know if he understands how to like communicate well you know what i mean? just think he's combative i just think he's very yeah he's very hard-headed he's a very hard-headed individual and that's just how manny's always been let's get to the first two supers and then let's pull up this manny machado sound from marty caswell in the um locker room whatever the hell it's called clubhouse i was watching football today um all right guys uh thank you if you're here subscribe and thank you for the super chat smash the um if you wouldn't mind hitting the dollar sign below the chat box, we'll get to every single super chat here tonight. Smash the like button for us as well. All Padres today. Fernando Tatis Jr., he's going to win a gold glove. Uh, Padres, I mean, they had 18 hits. And, I mean, it was a laugher today. A great run, run differential, differential is the yeah. second best in the history of the franchise <laughs> now. Um, J.D. Gaucho, and third best in the National League right now. J.D. Gaucho, thank you. He says that extra inning loss in game two is backbreaking. Yeah, that's basically what did you in for this final week. I think if you win yesterday, we can continue to entertain it, even though it still would be almost an impossibility. You could entertain it. Mm-hmm. But by losing yesterday, you can no longer entertain it. People would be entertaining it if they had a 10-game winning streak, would be my guess. But you're still four back with, ten, with six to play. Wouldn't it be easy, but better than five back. Um, and sure. SJL Stevens, thank you for your membership and super chat. He says Machado's continued pride along with blame of media expectations. Yeah. What does that even mean for the lack of performance is a sign of a true leader. And that's obviously, you know, tongue in cheek and facetious. So that's perfect setup, perfect setup to Manny Machado in the clubhouse after today's win over St. Louis. All right. So we pulled up here. Yeah. This is just when he was asked uh, by Dennis about fan support. Hold on, you got it. Pull that com- pull the comment down. I did. It's been down for like five minutes. Oh, my computer sucks. Yes, I agree. Can you? Yep. Okay. 
right. So this is towards the end of the interview because the whole thing is like seven minutes long. And he said it at one time, but just listen to like what he says here and tell me like tell me if you think he understands it. Okay. It's it's kind of like the biggest whatever. Here we go. They showed it this year. Do you expect I mean real you guys think of the results you wanted this year? Do you expect the same level of result? I, I, I expect the same thing next year, or maybe even more. I mean, you know, this this is yeah, we, we, we obviously I mean season's not done. So I'm not gonna say anything of that, but because you guys might write it. Obviously, you guys always write everything I don't say. But I will say, yeah, next year I think we'll be better. Um, you know, I think we're gonna perform a lot better. I think we're gonna we're gonna exceed our expectations, and um, you know, they're gonna be out there to support us no matter what. They showed us all year this year that um, you know they're capable of doing that. And next year I think it's gonna be the same thing. How much more invested will you be spending time in San Diego? I know, that, I know you after signing that contract and your investments in the uh, MLS team. I mean, you know, the season's not over yet. You know, we got to continue to play. We got to continue to play. Six games left, and um, you know, we got to try to play as a team. To okay, my computer to, sucks. Uh, you know, hopefully, really wins does. next. What we got one today? Can you pull it up? <laughs> no, it's over. Who cares? We heard the whole thing. No, no, we um, didn't hear the part where he talks about the the media and the expectations. Was it when was that coming? It was before that. Can you just pull it up, dude? Just pull it up. And what do you mean pres- before the clip that you started? No, seriously, before where you started? Yes, when Bryce asked him the question about Tatis and expectations, and then he goes on this whole diatribe about how like the expectations this year were put on by the media. I, I, my computer's a piece of shit. Um, how am I supposed to find exactly where it is? It's like in the middle. Just okay. Hold on. It's when Bryce asks him a question about Toddy. Okay. Um, stand by. Yeah. The, you know what I thought he was saying there, though, that I didn't realize the first time watching Jim was he's saying we're still in it because. Otherwise, you're going to write something I didn't say. Yeah, I don't understand So he wants to make it clear. Like, he's not saying we're still in it because he's an idiot, to your point. He's saying, hey, we still have something to play for. He's basically saying if he doesn't say that, they're going to write, hey, Manny Machado said the season's over. Because he's basically saying that unless he's crystal clear, he's going to get freaking misinterpreted. I'm using, if I'm Manny, hey, you guys are going to run with something I didn't say, which is him being combative with the media. But that's what I thought he was saying when I heard that at the time. No, you're right. Yeah, you know? that makes 100% sense. But why have the rabbit ears? Why? Yeah, I that's mean, a whole other question. <clears throat> like, dude. Okay, I know. Hold on. I, I, trust me. Uh, my, okay. my computer can only handle one thing at once. <laughs> Jim's computer is like my computer previously was. Yeah, it can um, only okay. handle me streaming. I can't do multiple things on it. <laughs> All right, hold on. Tell me if you can hear this, Jim. Lord help us. We're not exactly like freaking... Hog no, I like am kick pedals. I am. It's just you know. That's about it. Getting where you're getting, trying to get to. It's not in your. What does this streak at the end of the season? What does this streak at the end of the season mean? That the fact that you were able to kind of put together in this last month. I mean, we we all knew all year what we were capable of, and you know, obviously things things didn't didn't go as 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 planned as as you guys 
planned, um, you know, but, uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, we know how good we are and what we're capable of. And, um, you know, we've shown it over over the last week or, or so. And, you know, we've shown spurts of it throughout the year. Um, we just couldn't really put it together. And, uh, you know, I think we, you know, for sure, we def- definitely underperformed as a, as a group. We didn't we didn't play to 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 our to our, our best abilities, and you know, as a group, uh, you know, we're better than that, and we know that. And deep down inside, we're we're gonna continue to you know grow as a team and continue to be better for next year. What's your perspective on the season Fernando had? A lot of question marks. He was coming off suspension, two surgeries, new position. How he handled it? I mean, we all know. I mean. Again, it goes back to you guys putting all these expectations on people and um, expectations on teams to do this and do that. At the end of the day, we all knew what he was going to do. He's Fernando Tatis Jr. He's been a beast his entire career. We knew what he was going to do this year, go out there and, and, and perform at the highest level and, and bring the energy every single day, and he did that. Um, you know, learning a new position is, is not easy, but he's, he's athletic. He's great. He's a great baseball player. He's a future Hall of Famer, and... Um, you know, we had no doubt that he was going to go out there and, and have a season that he's, that, that, that he's capable of having. So, um, you know, can it be different? All right, so we're good, right? I couldn't hear some of that, but I, I've already watched it. He, I mean, it, it, he obviously is out of his mind when it comes to how combative he is with the media. That's the one he, thing that it, we all have to agree on. He's completely out of his mind with that stuff. Like, how can you see it any other way? I I, I agree with you. I, I just think, you know. And by the way, Mark, can we credit? That's Marty Caswell, <clears throat> Finder on YouTube. We'll link to it. That's from Marty. That's the yeah. credit. She was in the clubhouse earlier today. And it was it was after the game today. Um, man, I, I I with you. He's completely he's he's completely clueless. And the fact that he has to like fight the media at wit's end and talking about you guys and you you know the expectation you got like bro it should be the expectations you have on yourself you should be upset with yourself and the team for the expectations you guys had the media the fuck you're at fan fest touting you're going to the fucking world series right yeah like, we, give me right. a break you're the one we did you're the one that that set, like hijacked spring training to make sure you got a contract extension like, give me a fucking break. That and to he me, just said, and he just said, twenty twenty four is going to be even better. So now you've just let, laid out the expectations. You're gonna, you're telling me that twenty twenty four, we're going to be great. I don't know what he said, but he's like, oh yeah, we're going to be great, just like the way we're finishing this year. This has nothing to do with the media. This has everything to do with their anti clutchness, their dysfunction, and their seventy seven and seventy nine record, where we're still hanging the balance whether this team's going to get over five hundred before the end of the season or not. Possible or maybe not. Look, but this has nothing to do with the media. It has everything to do with Manny being upset about what Dennis wrote, what Kevin wrote, what Ken Rosenthal wrote, what's still to be written. I'll say this. Okay. I think Manny Machado is an amazing baseball player. I think he is going to go down as arguably one of the best third basemen in the history of the sport on the field. I think he is going to be a Hall of Famer. Maybe not first ballot, but I think he will get in. I think it'll be first ballot. I'll put. I'll say that right now. Okay, maybe. Maybe I think it'll be five hundred, three thousand, and I think that's first ballot. Probably, yeah. And that I I wouldn't disagree with you like at all. Okay, and if if he gets there, yeah, and I wouldn't disagree with it at all. But the one thing about Manny Machado that 
I think really rubs other fan bases the wrong way and maybe other, I guess, media members is exactly that. And I know that Padres fans love Manny almost to a fault, but I do think there are things about Manny Machado that are overlooked because of how good of a baseball player he is. And I think the whole package of Manny is a very uh, polarizing package that at times I don't know if he truly gets it. And I don't know if he truly understands like what he is saying. And like you said, John, this whole like me versus the media thing is kind of pathetic. <laughs> like if you're the leader of that team in the clubhouse and don't give me this bullshit line about they have 26 leaders. Like, give me a fucking break. You're the leader, okay? When you do that, all right, the media is an extension of the fans. They go to the clubhouse. They get the stories. They bring the bring it to light to the, to the fan base. I know a lot of people in the fan base don't like what Kevin AC said because it was talking bad. Not bad, but just like kind of bringing to light things about their favorite player. But just talking about Manny in general the way that he speaks sometimes to the media, it, it's it kind of shows you what kind of leader he is, and it's not a great one at all. It's a actually a really bad one. A couple things. I think two things can be true. You can be combative with the media and be a good leader, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that Manny's a good leader. Oftentimes, players in clubhouses will use the media as a – we are against the media, and that can be a rallying cry. I do believe Manny Machado kind of sees it like that. He does not see the media as an extension of the fans at all. No. He does not. See, and by the way, a lot of players don't. I th- a lot of players see the media as out to get them. If you're Manny Machado, it makes sense. Follow his career. He's been followed by moments that have blown up in the media. You could say they're self-inflicted, or he could say it's because of the media. So I think he's always had a bad relationship. With the media, if you've got a bad relationship with local media in San Diego, you have a bad relationship with the media. This isn't New York, right? No. This isn't Los Angeles. You just have a bad relationship with the media. I don't think he. I think he could care less about the media, but I do agree that it gives you a look inside who he is, and you could see how, if you're combative with them, could you be combative with others? that are on the inside, they're like on your team, so to speak, like pulling for you. You could argue the media is not pulling for you. You could say they're the enemy. You could if you were Manny. Yeah. But you, when, there's a lot of, when I hear how he talks to the media, I can hear some things he's probably saying in that clubhouse at times as well, is my guess. So it's kind of a look inside the psyche of Manny Machado. But I think he sees the media as something like it's an us versus them type thing. And I think he's treated it like that for a long, long time. And I think yeah. he's always capable of blowing up. And he's done it repeatedly in San Diego, and he did it previously as well. And I think it has less to do with the San Diego media and more to, to do with Manny Machado's untrusting, like um, whatever, I, I don't know what the word is. He's always been, he's always had a bad relationship with the media, going back to when he was a very young player. I mean, look, Manny has really no room to talk this year. Like he has nothing for this this season to fall back on because he's had a horrible year. Okay, great. He had 30 home runs. He's it, It's been a bad year for Manny. Very bad year. Um, 
and especially with the reports that, that came, came come out, you know, I, it's it's not the time to like blame the media for the expectations yeah, for this exactly. season. You know, it, it's more or less time to maybe take accountability and own it and realize that, bro, <laughs> even if you finish above 500 this year, this is the worst season as far as expectations goes, the most disappointing year in franchise history. You can't run away from that, bro. So This has less to do with his season and more to do with the team's performance. If this was his season, Jim, and they were 89 and 73, then who cares if he's had a down season? You know what I mean? Like the fact that he's had this down season is more impactful because the team's been down. You mm-hmm. could absolutely live with it. I, I really wouldn't even care that much. If Manny Machado had this identical season and they went 89 and 73, you'd be like, well, hopefully he's got a better postseason. But the fact that the team has been bad with the season he's produced makes it that much worse. But I feel like he's paid, yeah, he's paid to produce individually, but he's paid to get this team to the postseason. You didn't bring him in here for you didn't just sign him to a $350 million deal for him to get his numbers. Mm-hmm. You signed him to a $350 million deal to get this team to the postseason or play a larger role in doing that. And unfortunately, he's failed in both. Team's not going to the playoffs, and yeah. he's had a bad year. Let's get to yeah. a super. Hold on. Let's get to this from Richard. Um, Richard, thank you. He says, San Diego had trouble playing to expectations. 22 Padres played with intensity, passion. LA had no answer result. 11 Dodgers shown the door. None of those qualities this year. Hype and swagger is not a substitute for culture. That's interesting. Pinatas and polaroids um hype and swagger is not a substitute for culture yeah maybe not potentially yeah you're right um yeah i think we all agree you know if you win and all that stuff is great and fun when you lose it becomes really annoying it's pretty simple Mm -hmm. um thank you richard by the way but yeah i just Look, and if anybody in the chat think that thinks that this is like too much hate against Manny Machado, I don't even consider it hate. Like I'm just telling you, like if you're if you guys are okay with this, and you might be, that's fine. I personally think it's a bad look. I do. I I, I just think when you are the face of this franchise, the leader of this team, the highest paid player, um, you know. You have to, you almost have to like elevate everything that you do because people are going to lead you. Like people are going to watch you and take after you. When you go around the clubhouse talking about this is eyewash, that is eyewash, that is eyewash, you're going to start. I mean, Tatis even mentioned it the other day about eyewash. Yeah, but we don't know who he's talking about. Well, do we? Manny's wearing the eyewash t shirts in 2021. Right. I'm just talking about like the term used. Maybe I don't know. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say Manny was doing anything because I you don't think, know. Well, where, where were you going? I mean, who you're saying? I'm just Tatis saying, is talking about who? No, I'm just saying that Manny is the leader of that clubhouse, and people yeah. follow him. No doubt. And so, if he thinks something's eyewash, maybe others will think it's eyewash because right. they they want to. They're gonna follow Manny's lead. Okay. And, and so that's what I'm talking about with Tatis. Okay. You know. So, and I don't know. I'm just. But the fact that, like, there's been multiple times this year where, and it happened in 2021 too, where, like, like what, 
the look of Manny and talking to the media and you're like, one, just answer the fucking questions. Okay. And two, I mean, be better, like be better than this. You, you, be better. This You're the face of the franchise. Example. It's, yeah, he's the face of the franchise. And that's why he's getting the blame like this throughout the month of September. Yeah, the team's been better in September, but we're getting this realization that the season isn't going where people wanted it to go. So he's the $350 million man. He's the one that wanted the money in spring training. He got his money. Mm-hmm. He hasn't been in the field in September because of injury. He hasn't produced the level that he would have expected of, his, of himself. The team hasn't produced to the level that they expected of themselves. So it's going to come down to Manny. Nobody's going to be talking about Jake Cronenworth because it's not on Jake Cronenworth and nobody's going to be talking about Trent Grisham. And by the way, we've been critical of Cronenworth and Grisham, but you're not going to put seasons on Grisham. I'm going to be critical of what Trent Grisham said after a September 12th game. Manny Machado is the face folks. When it's good, he's getting credit when it's bad. He's getting blame. It is as simple as that. And that's what he signed up for. That is what first ballot hall of famers that are making 700 million career and earnings have signed up for. Especially when they fall flat on their face. He's like the, the JD's JD third's point here. Thank you for the super. It says Manny needs the media for Hall of Fame, not first ballot right now. I don't know about that. I mean, I really don't know if the media is going to hold it against Manny when they look at his numbers and hold him out of the Hall of Fame on the first ballot just to make a point. Maybe I'm not putting it past the media, but um, yeah, I don't know. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It shouldn't be a... I mean, just because Manny's sometimes a dick to the media, like, I mean, Bonds was a, a historic dick to the media. Right. But, you know, the steroids are going to be a fat, was a factor. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think you know, without steroids even being a dick to the media, he'd be in. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, in, in retrospect, if this, you're right, if the team was winning, okay. Much and less of an issue. Manny was still a dick to the media, like he's been a lot. No, one people would, would almost look at it as like a rallying cry. Yeah, exactly. And and, and it, I kind of don't like that, just because. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just doing. I mean, they're doing their jobs. There's no. I mean, if you guys want to think that that someone that's reporting on this team, that's a beat reporter for this team, has an agenda, I mean, you can go for it. But I can. I, <laughs> I don't think that's the case. Um but it's magnified when you're losing and you're still a dick to the media and you don't have a good season and you're saying things that I think are absolutely crazy about expectations on the media. And, you know, it's like understand, read the room. And, and I don't know if he can, I don't know if he can. I agree with that. No, he's never been good at that. He's never been good at that. And he's always been combative. You never know when he's going to get testy. He's done it to everyone. It's not just Kevin. It's not just, who he's done to everyone. I mean, he'll yeah. do it to Bryce Miller. He'll do it to Marty Caswell. He'll do it to the people that he visits with frequently or infrequently. He's he's always capable of snapping. I'm not saying snapping like he's going to throw all of his bats and go on a yeah. cursing tirade. He doesn't typically do that, but he will get a backhanded whole bite back. And he's done it a lot. He's done a lot this this year, if you've been watching and listening. I mean, this is not the first time 
that he's had comments like that this year. Nowhere near the first time. It's probably happened at least a half dozen times. Uh, Murray, thank you for the super. He says uh, they were the hunters in 2022, not the hunted. Hashtag pressure. There's probably some of that. There's probably yeah, some of that. They got Tatis off to a really even, good start last year. Tatis even alluded to it, like the pressure got to them. Mm-hmm. So that's it, so that the other day. And that's, like, yeah. I mean, I'm fine with the honesty. If that's the case, that's the case. I mean, they're human beings, and that's probably the case. Mm-hmm. They didn't perform to their expectations. And, By the way, can we you know, can we can we not get a follow up to Manny about like what expectations did we have that you didn't already have for yourself and the team? What expectations? Right, exactly. Like, did you expect it to go eighty one and eighty one? Yeah, like what what were the expect what expectations are you talking about? The ones that you guys as a franchise set before the season about like winning a World Series and coming off an NLCS run? Well, they went to an LCS, exactly. I mean, and after you guys signed Xander Bogarts to a two hundred eighty million dollar contract and and had Tatis back and yeah, nobody like, was like, hopefully we can win eighty two, eighty three games. Yeah, like the more the more I think about that quote, the more like upset I get, and the more I think it's just a fucking clueless like answer. Like, what are you talking about? He's it's not even an answer. Mad. To He's it's just, just mad. It's not anything other than that. You're reading too much into it. He's just, he's mad. He's upset with the way, he's upset that it's gotten to this point. They're writing articles about him and the team's not good, but they're playing good now and he's being asked about the disastrous season and he's just upset. He's just mad. He's wearing it on his sleeve. I get it. I, I know. Um, and nobody's really, I mean, this is not the type of stuff that the national media is going to pick up on. Nobody's going to be like, oh my gosh, did you hear Manny Machado with the media after that home finale on Sunday? This is we're we're, we're talking cares. about some very particular things right now, you right. know. And there's other things too. It's not just Manny. There's other things coming out of that clubhouse that I'm just like, knew it. I knew it was coming. Um, what else is coming out of the clubhouse? But first, Rich McGuire, thank you for the membership. Thank you for your super rich. Always great to have you with us here in the chat. He says define blocking the plate. Uh, well, it's impossible to define. Um, and if you watched Luis Campisano last night, he has no clue <laughs> what the rule is because he doesn't know how to block home plate. And he's a big reason why they didn't win that game, unfortunately. Last night for his performance behind home plate, um, you could absolutely say that. But I can't define it because I don't think Major League Baseball can define it watching baseball over the last decade. What else is coming out of that clubhouse? Um, well, last night, you sent, you sent it to me. It was okay, Nick that's what, Yeah, that's what I'm asking. What, 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 what else? So, you know, last night, uh, hold on. You know, this is from Nick Martinez. Mm-hmm. He said, quote, it hurts, but truthfully, I like the way our guys fought today. Uh, quote, you may look at the overall now of 0 and 12 and the timing of it. I think regardless of all that, I really love the way our guys fought. And even if, you know, worst case scenario, we fall short this year. We can remember this feeling. Remember these last two weeks of playing. I think we can be really dangerous next year. <laughs> well, you prefer, I get what you're saying, but that's not how player you want them to be like, Hey, listen, this is just a complete failure. But you know what I would like, John, mm-hmm. I, I would like to, for them to be like, you know, yeah, we had high expectations for this season and we failed miserably and it sucks. And I hate it because of the fan support we got this year was at an all-time high. And when we get back next year, we're going to have to focus. We're going to have to be hungry. And we're going to have to come into next season knowing that we need to be way better than we were this year in every facet of the game. And we can't allow this to happen again. I mean, is that so like hard to say? I mean, I, I, I just... And then today from Juan Soto... 
after you know beating the Cardinals twelve to two in a meaningless game and having a nine and one stretch in your season that didn't mean anything. Says, uh, I will say it's good for us. Even if we don't make the playoffs, it's going to feel great because we found our path and it's going to be good for next year. We're going to try to start in the same spot and start hot next year. So I think it's really good for us. So what was the difference? So what about this year, Juan? I mean, you guys were the NL fucking CS last year and you parlayed that into the most disappointing season in franchise history. So it's good for you guys that you guys had the most disappointing year in franchise history and you happen to win a bunch of games at the end of your season versus shitty teams and that's going to parlay you into a winning year next year, which right. you might, even, it, not even, might not even be on the team. Right, it never works like that. It could or it could not. The momentum not talk correlated. is the dumbest talk for it any is. sports team after a season ever because if momentum was a thing, this team would... I've gone to the World Series this year. <laughs> right, because they're in the NLCS last year. So yeah. the momentum talk is absolute bullshit. And if and if it's momentum is the thing, after the 2021 season, they would have sucked last year. So yeah, there's no yeah. Such there's no there's not even momentum in baseball in season. I mean, you run into the no. top tier pitcher and you have no momentum. They and, just and, haven't run into a top tier pitcher in the last 10 games. And and, and here is a, a part of the momentum that they're talking about that they're kind of failing to understand is that uh, they're going to lose a Cy Young award win pitch, winning pitcher and, and have 12 dudes on the roster. Oh, 13 guys on the roster if Soto stays making around 200 plus million dollars in payroll for a team that's already going to slash payroll by a lot. So, okay. Let's get to what Dennis actually wrote about the payroll. Uh, on the other side, I do want to remind you guys, uh, if you are here, please subscribe, please smash the like button, and please support our sponsors, including our title sponsor, Mark Nimitz, who's been with us for over two years now. The wrap-up show has been on YouTube for over two years. We do appreciate your support. Everyone hanging out with us, we couldn't do it without you guys live or on replay. We can't do it without Mark's support either. I've got a homeowner's earthquake and life insurance policy through Mark Nimitz. He's a great insurance agent. We've been telling you about him for two years. You can take that from us. He has saved us literally hundreds of dollars if not thousands of dollars, because I filed a claim in 2022 because we had some flooding in here, and he took care of everything and saved us so much time and money, me and my family. So I can't thank Mark enough. He's a great insurance agent. You can take that from us. He's got great service and communication. He's a lifelong San Diegan. He's a lifelong Padres fan. Um, he's a big supporter of our work. So if you have any insurance needs, he can save you $750 or more. Just click the link. In the description down below, you can get free quotes online. You can get free quotes by calling Mark. He'll talk to you about the Padres. He'll talk to you about saving on your insurance as well. Whatever your needs are, auto, home, renter's life. If it's a renewal, before you renew, call Mark. If you want information on a new policy, get in contact with our title sponsor, Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance. Yeah, all his information is above my head. Agent.com. When you reach out to him, let him know that uh, John and Jim from the wrap-up show sent you. All right, so Dennis said, we'll get to these supers in a moment. Keep them coming. Thank you, guys. Appreciate thanks, your support. Guys. If you're here on replay, thank you for the super thanks. Uh, Jimmy tweeted this out, but he basically said this. There's been widespread speculation that Melvin, who's got a year left in his deal, will either voluntary, voluntarily leave the organization or be fired after the season, as we've said, for eight weeks. Team officials have acknowledged that the Padres' payroll, currently a franchise record, $255 million, likely will be pared down. 
in 2024. Now, he doesn't say to what extent. Is 255 going to 245 or is 255 going to 195? Well, that's a big difference. And then he went on to write about Juan Soto and the possibility that to free up payroll and give you flexibility, there's at least a scenario where Juan Soto could be moved this offseason. So that's really what's hanging over the organization. It's one thing to say, hey, listen, we do have the pieces if you brought this entire team back to win, but they're not bringing <coughs> this entire team back. So how do they navigate the changes that are coming? Hater, Snell, and others potentially. Even though Hater and Snell have said they want to be back, kind of, along the way, the math just isn't going to add up for all these guys to come back. No, the first part of that is, and we, I've said it, like the number one question at the end of the season on October 1st, whenever that game against the White Sox ends on that Sunday will be Melvin. Melvin. What yeah. are you doing with Bob Melvin? The decision mm-hmm. on Bob Melvin has to be made like fairly quickly. I would think 24 hours because you cannot go forward this offseason with him in hanging in limbo, especially mm-hmm. going into a, a, a next year on a one. I mean, I know Melvin would never do that. So like the whole walking away voluntarily thing is if Melvin does not get, you know, a, a reassurance or whatever the case may be this offseason, then, yeah, there's a real possibility that he could walk away. Mm-hmm. And, and I think if he, I don't think he even needs that. He might walk away just because he's done with this like he is done with this franchise, with dealing with people in this organization and AJ Preller. Um, potentially. Potentially. So, like, I wouldn't put it past them either way. Um, but that has to be the first question for everything. And then, yeah, the payroll, like, <laughs> it's a huge problem, guys. It is a huge problem because I think people don't understand that this run it back mentality that i've been hearing about or whatever the case may be just doesn't it's not there it's 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 virtually impossible for how this to have this team run it back just because they won't be back you're saying right because they're not going to be back (laughs) right i mean how many teams in baseball run it back with the exact same 26 man roster Well, of course that's no team in the history of baseball no team not not in free agency baseball and so with the payroll being cut, okay, $200 million payroll is still a massive payroll. You, you should win with a $200 million payroll. But I do think, you know, if you slash this thing down to 200 or even like 210, all right, you're still looking at a very top-heavy roster next year. Very top-heavy. Well, heavy. it's actually more top-heavy because the less money you spend, well, you still have all that money tied up in the top 10 players. Yeah, so you have... uh. 12 guys and, and that's you know not counting lugo there so that's like okay waka opts back in for 16 million lugo opts out of a seven million dollar opt option which if i were him like you do we it can get more than that because yeah. you can get more than that mm-hmm. um and now you got 12 guys under contract for you know and that's including t- uh soto's arbitration number which will be 30 plus yeah, if you include him, yeah. Of like right around 200. And then you also add in the other handful of arbitration guys that you will be dealing with as well. It won't be a huge number, but it probably will get you to around or over 200 million. So you got like what, 15, 16 guys on your roster making over $200 million that you still need to get pitching. <laughs> you need to still fill th- at least probably three uh, start, you know, starters. Right, because you're losing a Cy Young award winner, 
you're probably going to lose Lugo, and you well, might if you lose keep Waka, then you need to replace two. But you also need depth. Yeah, and but so, you're not going to you're not going to spend that. I don't think they're going to bring in a six starter at twenty million a year. Basically, what I'm trying to say is it is going to be very difficult for them to build a cohesive, well-rounded roster next year with the top heaviness of this team's payroll um, where it's at. That's that, And that's no matter who the GM is. That's no matter who it is. That's the point I've been making. It's like the $200 million, yeah, of course you can have a good uh, good roster of $200 million, but not when 10 players make $200 million. That's the issue. They, they're so tied up with half the roster that it doesn't allow them flexibility with the other half of the roster. Now you might say that if they'd properly develop, they could have a handful of players that could be making impacts on, you know, rookie deals, so to speak, but they don't really have a lot of those. Now they have some of those guys in their bullpen, the Tom Cosgroves of the world. We could see at some point in 2024, the Robbie Snellings or the Dylan Lescos potentially pay dividends for the Padres. They may need them to, but uh, you know, it's going to have to be a mix of young players like you're going to see someone like Eggy Rosario and Matt Batten and Tom Cosgrove and Robbie Snelling. I mean, I'm, I'm, there's going to be five, six guys with one year of service time or less on next year's team. There absolutely yeah. will be. Yeah, you might see a battery of Sullivan and Campisano. Exactly. So you there's know. two guys not making them. You know, that, that's going to happen on next year's team. By the yeah. way, you can win that way. You can absolutely win them. This team can't win with all veterans. It's not like this strategy worked mm-hmm. with the Nelson Cruises and the Matt Carpenters and spend a 260. So if you can't win this way, spend a 260. Maybe try another way and spend 200. Yeah. You know, it's, and it's not like you, just because you have Eggy Rosario on your roster means you're going to be worse than this, this team. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe if the guys next year, the top four, play better. And it's yeah. hard to, I mean, Soto's had. Now look at his season; it's a top ten year yeah, of players this so. year. You know, I mean, you could argue that he, there's a little bit of pat statting at the you know stat padding at the end, um, but overall, you know, he has had a very good season. Um, Bogart, same type of thing. He's had a, by this the overall numbers go, he's had a good year, but we all know. He, it, it, you know, we watch him every day. It's not a really, I can't define this year as a good year for Sander Bogarts. No, his September is incredible, incredible. But again, it's like the season was decided, unfortunately. Yeah. So look, they might view next year and they might say, it's fine. We don't care that we're top heavy. To your point, John, we're going to give guys like Eggy Rosario and Matthew Batten and Sullivan. And I think you know, that's definitely coming. Bar. Right, we're gonna give those guys more opportunities. Yep, and then we're gonna try to find some like Pedro Avila and Matt Waldron yep. and the Cosgroves of the world. Right, like, and we got you know Scott Barlow here. We we fix turn yep. him around. Right, we, you got Suarez that looked good in the back end of the bullpen. Now we don't have to worry because we got him to replace Hater. Um, you know, uh, hopefully Waka signs in for a sixteen million, and we're just gonna hope that that our top guys perform right. And that they all perform to the level that we thought with like potentially a healthy Manny Machado. And, you know, I think they'll lean on someone like, and I think someone like Morahone is going to be counted on like all these guys that they've invested heavily in the top picks, like Snelling and Lesko at some point in the next two years have to pay dividends. Someone like Adrian Morahone has to stay healthy. Like you're going to, you can't, you can't just go out and acquire starting pitching via free agency for all five of your spots, which is what it would be basically. I mean, Musgrove and Darvish, 20 million plus per year. 
right? Walkett's 16. There's no way they're going to fill out the rotation with two more $16 million plus pitchers. There's just no scenario where that no. happens. So they got to figure it out. And it's a, it's a very shaky roster, if you ask me, because you got you uh, Darvish is a year older. He's been hurt two of the last three seasons. He's ended two of the last three seasons on the IL. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Musgrove. Okay. You, you know, but like other than that, you're dealing with a lot of shakiness there and you just lost to Cy Young award winner. So like it's, it is, uh, it's going to be a very interesting off season. I can tell you. Oh that. yeah. Very they they got to make real change. I mean, there's going to be a real change. There's going to be a couple surprising things. I, I'd be surprised be. on Soto, but not, you know, it wouldn't be the most shocking thing in the history of the world. If they move on Soto, I wouldn't do it. But then again, it's not my payroll to have to navigate either. Uh, Tom, thank you for the super chat. Guys, if you're here, subscribe. If you're here, thank you for the super chats. Great way to support this channel. Click the dollar sign below the chat box. Whatever you're thinking, we'll get to all the supers here tonight. Um, he says, Bomel waving a sign. He's on his way out, saying his last goodbyes. Well, you saw him post game, you know, applauding the fan base. Incredible. 3.2 million plus. Unbelievable yeah. job by Padres fans this year. Really incredible when you consider the year the Padres have had on field. I feel like Bob Melvin's been somewhat retrospective over the last week or so since the Kevin AC article when he took accountability and responsibility and the way he treated this homestand. I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. I've read what Kevin has written. I've read what Dennis has written. It appears as if Bob Melvin is more likely than not not to be here in 2024. So, you know, maybe that is where we are right now with Melvin. Maybe. It, it does feel like the body, t- body language and the tone of voice and talking about it these things doesn't really show much like confidence that he's wants to return. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, do you get the sense from listening to Bob Melvin talk that he like wants to return? Not overly, not overly. Yeah. I don't, I know. I don't, I get a, I get a sense that it's, it's probably time that it's, he's going to, he'll, he'll fall on the sword a little bit. He'll take responsibility yeah. for this team going, 80 and 82 and say, I was the manager and I'm going to walk, even though it's not his fault. Right. And but, when that happens, AJ Preller, and it won't, it'll never, it won't happen. But it, when that does happen, if Bob Melvin leaves, like AJ Preller should be fired immediately. No like, boom, questions boom. asked. No questions. I mean, you're done. You're fired. I don't care who fires you. I don't care if it's fucking Groupner. I don't care if it's, uh, you know, I don't care if Jesse Agler walks in the room. Like he needs to be fired. Like someone <laughs> needs to fire Agler. AJ Preller. If Bob Melvin walks away or gets fired or however they spend this thing. Maybe coach. Oh my God. Could you imagine? <laughs> well, uh, uh, Bob, I got some bad news for you. Uh, the, the ball players have spoken and uh, you know, I, I don't want to do this, uh, Bo Mel, but you know, uh, AJ told me that, uh, that you're fired. And uh, I don't like it, Uh, but I am going to take calls on it. Kevin, Kevin does not like it. Um, AKA Dave. Um, And uh, calling my show right now. Well, I want to hear from you. I want to hear from you guys. Okay. What do you think? I just fired Bob Melvin. What do you (laughs) want to happen next? We saw coach uh, Friday night. Good dude. Fucking love Ashley, thank you for the super. Ashley says, too many stars and older guys this year. Cruz Carpenter, Choi. Choi. That's kind of funny. Who did it? Um, Choi. What is he doing? Need more is youth. He hit this year? 
And I don't think so. Need more youth and quote unquote others next year. Look at how they have played the last couple of weeks and also look at the Dodgers this year. Yeah, there's something to be said for that. I mean, look at that. That's a great point. I mean, Dodgers went internal through their system, obviously different systems. They didn't go out and spend heavily in the offseason. Yeah, they're going to go about I know this. I'm not saying it's going to work. They're going to go about it a different way. And they're not going to go about it the same way with the cruises and the carpenters and all the veteran acquisitions. It's not going to, they're not going to have the money to do that. So they're going to have to try another way. And I think it's going to be with a mix of young and old, the old being the 180 million returning and the young being the other 20 million or so. I like the idea of Choi, but the player, it's not good. I mean, no hits. He just hasn't done anything. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, I like the idea of him. He doesn't, he hasn't done anything. Nothing. Nothing. Like less than nothing. Like nothing. Like completely. Like I have as many hits as G Man Choi this year with the Padres. Like that's like, I think factually accurate, unless he's had a hit over the last like 12 hours. Well, I didn't really watch today's game. <laughs> yeah, nor did I. I mean, after last, I mean, I watched every second. Well, it was Saturday over night. after last night. It was Saturday night was, I was glued to the TV and then they lost and it was just like, and then the Cubs won, and then you saw the Cubs won again today. It's like, uh, okay. yeah, last night was good theater. I mean, it Very was like good. they t- scored in the ninth. Oh my God. It was but amazing. then the space is loaded, nobody out, and they can't get a runner in from third with one out with Tatis. And then in the 10th, they have a chance to win it. It was just very Padres esque, unfortunately, is what it was yesterday. Um, well, we have a moment. I do want to remind our viewers about our partnership with our good friends over at Aura. We've been working with them for over a year and a half. Great company. Their co-founder, Will, is a San Diegan. This is a great company, locally based, offices in Liberty Station. Will's a Padres fan, lifelong native San Diegan. If you're looking to get healthier, you got to turn to Aura, ORA.organic, or click the link in the description down below. We've told you about their products for, for a couple of years at this point. I've been taking their probiotic for over a year. It's an amazing product for digestion. I take it every single day. I took two pills Earlier today, they've got pre-workout supplements. They have omega-3 oils. They have um, really the omega-3 oils. If you're taking a fish oil, you can take their omega-3 oil. They have sleep pills, immunity pills. They have something for everyone. Great, great company. Check them out at ORA.organic. Everyone could use something to get healthier. So if you're looking for a plant-based nutritional product, all these are plant-based. Go to ORA.organic or click that link in the description down below. And Will, thank you for your longtime support of the channel. Yeah, Will, thank you. Uh Go to Aura right now, www.ora.organic. If you want to live a healthy lifestyle, start taking some supplements, um, but don't know where to start, Aura is the best place for you. It's all organic, plant-based, cleanest on the market. They have uh, protein powder for after workouts. They have pre-workouts, pre-workout powders for before workouts. Um, Go there right now, pick up some stuff, uh, and you'll thank us later. The thing that's really interesting to me is, I mean, it's not interesting, like, are they going to make the postseason? But we're doing this every night, so I'll be watching. Is can they finish well down the stretch? I mean, can they win a series in San Francisco against a team that's still alive, <laughs> like the Padres? Can tied they win for third a place, John. This, this is, right this is a massive series coming up. Because winner, winner of the winner series, of the series is going to be in third place. Winner of the series will be in third place. Like, this is for third place. The Padres series. have been in fourth place almost all year long. Massive series coming up. You can't it tell is. me that this season is, this series doesn't mean anything. Well, what means something to some is, although I don't know why, is can they win 82 games? If you're not first, you're last. I don't want to give a shit record? about third place finishes. What's the record? 70. 
Yeah, so to get to over 500, they got to go five and one. To get to 500, they need to go four and two. That's the math. <laughs> we'll see. They probably will because yeah, honest, I take my chances on four and two. I mean, you're facing uh, and the White Sox are like, dude, <laughs> it's amazing to me how many shitty teams they played in the last two weeks or last week. Like three of the worst teams in all of baseball. And then you follow it up with the White Sox at the end of your season. Like, oh my God. <laughs> I mean, it's if just they the just worked out, really, because every team plays every team. Like, imagine if they just played 500 baseball until the start of September. Imagine <laughs> if they started with these 15 games, and if, what if they started 13 and two? Well, these teams were these teams weren't that bad. I mean, maybe they were that. <laughs> well, bad they were this bad. We just didn't know it. I mean, the, the the A's were this bad all year long. Yeah, they were. Um, I see Adams in the chat. Why, Adam? Adam? He's not. He's like called Manny out a couple more times. I've called him out as many times as I possibly can. <laughs> like, hey, by the way, is it somewhat interesting to you? And I get it. The elbow. You sit in the home finale. Like, and then he was asked post game. We played a portion of it. I don't know if we played the part where he was asked about it. Like, hey, how's your elbow? He's like exact same as it was two days ago. <laughs> so I'm just a little surprised. Like, you're going to sit in the home finale. Why not just sit tomorrow in San Francisco? As opposed to sit in the home finale. Did he even get in the bat today? I don't believe so, did he? Why would he? In a 12-2 game, he shouldn't. If he's not starting, he should not get in the bat in this game. And he did not. <laughs> you can't get in the bat in a 12-2 game if you don't start. Or you shouldn't. So, yeah, the Manny stuff, it's like if you're not playing, this goes back to our point from two weeks ago. If you're not playing, then why are you not shut down? Mm-hmm. Because of this false hope that I was selling facetiously for a week that right. you got a 1% chance of getting in. 1%? What's more likely? The 99%. You're going to go waste three weeks of recovery for the 1%? Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense. He's, he's yeah. I mean, I, listen, he's helped the team. He had a massive night whenever it was. Three, he's had some massive moments here over the last two or three days. But it's like, you, you got a 1% chance of, of getting in. Why? Like, shut it down. It's time to think about 2024. 2023 is over. It's a nice run. Although not really. Not even close. <laughs> you know? Actually, it's the opposite of a nice run. But I mean, at this point, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's not like, hey, go get the surgery Monday. I mean, who cares? Now it's. There's a week left. I guess who cares? Yeah, yeah, it's just it's very frustrating. There's a lot of questions with this team. I think the step back that they took was a fairly big one. Like, you know, this wasn't just a tiny step back. This isn't just like this is a massive step back. I think for this franchise. You're saying the season, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course you can't. Of course it is. Yeah. Because it was either in or out, and they're out. And I do think a step back for the future. I do think that this season. I don't know. Was not an experiment, but like, look, if they won big this year, they could have essentially, I'm not saying changed baseball, but it would have, I think, made GMs think a little more about spending money or at least teams. Yeah, maybe. You know, like, hey, and it might not have mattered. It might have, every team in baseball might have looked at what Peter Siler was doing and saying, you're a fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. For doing this, but maybe there's there could have been a couple teams out there like maybe maybe we should actually like spend money big time because look what the Padres just did. Yeah, 
I don't so, know. If it's, I, I'm I think now to the, step back for 2024 though, because I'm, I'm not saying a step forward either, <clears throat> but like, I don't know. I just think that everything that's happened, like you could have a bad year and just have a bad year. Mm -hmm. I think this is a bad year on top of more turmoil on top of more dysfunction on top of more uncertainty than, you know, like, yeah. I mean, teams have bad years all the time and they, they say, all right, reset. I don't know if you can really do that this year. <laughs> like, I don't think this is a just eh, reset. We're good. No, it's not that we're good, that. but I, I don't think we're, I don't think the over under total on Padres wins next year when we see it in Vegas is going to be seventy eight and a half. You know no, what no, I mean? No. Like the I, and I don't think most like I think if when me and you go into the season, like I don't think we'll we'll set it there. I think <laughs> people are going to say, hey, they got they're if things go well, they're going to make the playoffs. You know, if things go well, they got a chance to win oh, ninety games. There is trust me, John. There is no part of me that thinks just because. This year, this year, this year was a colossal failure. Next year will be that. I don't think that at all. But I you think don't think. But you don't think. But you also don't think there. There's any guarantee they're going to be good. Right. I, I, and that's <laughs> because right. There's no guarantee that I think they're going to be good. But I don't just automatically think they're going to be bad. Like I no, that's how, that's how I feel. I don't. I don't think they're. I, I honestly feel that way. I mean, and I'm not. Tell, I don't. I don't know what to think until I know what they do this offseason. Obviously, there could be wholesale change, but uh, you know, I don't think that just because they were awful in 2023, it's going to have any impact on 2024. Either way, positive or negative. Back to the momentum theory. I think it has no impact. Just throw it out. Well, the only the only impact that this season will have is like you're going to be having you're going to have a new manager. Well, yeah, sure. And there'll be a lot of new things. Absolutely. The, it could have, it could be a new general manager, but no, absolutely. There'll be changes. I just, I'm just saying that like on field, I'm not expecting a carryover in any way, positive or negative from 2023. Now they might change their spending. That could impact them on field. They might change their GM. That could impact them manager. But I, yeah. I just, I don't know. I'm with you. They, they, they could win. I'm, like, I feel the same way. I don't know. They could win 80 games next year. Right. I wouldn't be shocked. They could win 90 games next year. I wouldn't be shocked. Like neither of those would surprise me at all. I just, I, I, I can tell you like going into this season, I had a high level of confidence for this team. I think everyone did. I, I thought this team this year was going to be one of the best teams in baseball. I thought they were going to have a chance to potentially break the 98 win total of 98 wins. Um, and everybody was fooled. You know, everybody was fooled. Um, and that's like a, that's, I think for the, I think for the fans and the players, like to, to have this thing go so poorly, nobody saw it. And that's why I think it's hard for some people to maybe like digest is like, wait, this went how, what, what none, what? Well, and, let me just read this real quick. Cause I just Googled it. Win totals action network heading into 2023, right? So Padres were 93 and a half heading into the year. So huge disappointment. No crap. Mets 93 and a half. Mm -hmm. Cardinals 88 and a half. Yankees 93 and a half. So like you got four teams, Jim, four yeah. of 30 that are like 15 plus games off the mark in the negative. 
Padres, Mets, Yankees, Cardinals, and some of them are well over 15 games off the mark. And I, I would bet that three of the four Mets, Yankees, Padres are top five in payroll, right? Well, they're top three. So they're top, okay. So they're number one, two, and three in payroll. Correct. Right? They're the three most disappointing teams, <clears throat> arguably along with the Cardinals, Cardinals. Had to be at what top ten? I would assume. I mean, yeah, top half. We know top half. Yeah. Yep. Um, but here's here's the difference between the Cardinals, like. You know, this is the worst year in Cardinals franchise. Yeah, you could spin this. You, you could say this is the one off. Yeah, you could you know, say like, one off. This year for the Padres is the worst year since 2021. 2021. Yeah, and then before that, 2019, and then 2018, 17, 16, and then 15. And 13, yeah, but my point is, 12, this is 11. We're pretending like this is a, a one in a zillion, and it only happens here. But it happens with the Mets. It happens. It it, it sucks what happens with your team. It mm-hmm. can happen every year. Someone fails to meet expectations. Every year, someone exceeds expectations. Yeah. Every right. year, right? And and um, it's more of a blow when the expectations and the team of like how many big time players were on it. Yeah, no doubt. And they missed expectations, obviously, in twenty twenty one, big time. Yeah. Big so time. they've done it two of the last three years. You know. Yeah. So. Look, <clears throat> you know, it's hard for me to pull many like positives out of this season. Um, and going into the off season, you know, they're going to have so many question marks that going into next year, I don't know what to expect. I, I, Neither I, do I. I have like z- zero any feel. I'm just like pretty much for the entire off season. My take will be. I have no idea what to expect next year. Yeah, we'll see. I agree with you. I don't care. I'm with you. They could trade Juan Soto on like 60 wins. Right. Or they could add some, they can add like some star via trade. And I'm not going to be like 100 wins. Like I'm with you. It's going to be like reserved mm-hmm. judgment until we see this thing on field. And by yeah. the way, I'm, yeah. I'm reserving judgment through Korea. <laughs> I don't care what happens in the next two games in March. Yeah. You know, it's like, I, I'm with you. It's, it's going to be a wait and see approach. Believe me, I will. Twenty twenty four. Believe me, I will have opinions. Like if you end up firing Bob Melvin and hire a first time manager, and AJ is still the GM. Yeah, that's good. I'm still. I mean, this will be a whole other conversation for a week from now, and we'll have some lengthy shows if and when they make changes. I'm still not overly convinced on the whole. AJ Preller is fully safe. Not I when I not. hear. Not when I hear Eric Gruppner. Talk about hey, we're going to take a critical look at the organization and and not mention AJ's name once. Yeah, exactly. And some of the things he said about roster construction, like really, right? Interesting. That's well, what I, I mean. Again, I he'll probably be back, but I don't know. Maybe not. I agree. It's it's fascinating that uh, you know coming off of the NLCS. Be in such a. I'm not going to say like this franchise is in massive turmoil, but I will say this franchise is in a very, very weird position. Yeah, and they are. They are. I I think that there's a lot of 2021 happening again. Yeah, maybe not to the extent of 2021, but it's still not good. It's still not good at all. Um. So. The fact that AJ is going to get another opportunity to hire a manager potentially. The fact maybe he'll that, just go into maybe he'll become the next manager. I mean, shit, he might. 
want, he should. He should because he's down there. You know, he's the to one. Well, he's the GM. So players. Yeah, but it, it's a. Uh, and I, I do. I feel really bad for the fans, man. I feel bad because the fans showed out all year long, sell out today. You don't. I mean, this team was in. I mean, fans did not have to go. Like fans could have said, "Fuck you guys. You completely shit the bed this year. I'm not supporting this. This has to change." And that's not the case. I, that's not the case at all. And and credit to all the fans for for supporting them. And it's um. You know, they're the MVP of this season. I'm not trying to say this. Like, I, I wish they weren't the MVP of the season because if they weren't, then actually the team might have been good. You know what I mean? Like, I wish that other players, like, oh, this player helped them and this player, they moved to the, in the postseason and this guy's a big reason why. Like, it's not. It, the fans are the only constant good thing of this season. And that's it. Yeah, and it's going to be a, a slower – I don't think they'll have 61 sellouts and 79 home dates no. in, in 2024 unless they win from the get-go. I, I think they'll have a little bit of a depressed season ticket base. It'll still be massive, probably the second highest in franchise history off the first mm-hmm. highest in franchise history. And I still think they're going to draw close to 3 million fans regardless from 3.2. Maybe they'll take a little step back. If they can win, they can do it again, but they have to win. There's no 79 and 83 back-to-back year – 3.223 million draw in 2024. No chance in hell. So it's time to win in 2024. I don't know how much money they lost doing this, but we heard from people that they were losing money regardless of what they drew this year. And we're hearing now that they're paring down this payroll in 2024. So 3.2 million is not enough to save the payroll. Dude, Dennis, Dennis on Darren on Friday said it's like one of the worst kept secrets. And it's a huge, like, it's a very loud rumor mm-hmm. that the Padres are bleeding money and that like Siler's selling off parts of this team. You have other minority or owners pissed off because of how much money this franchise is losing this year. Right. So they're not getting the return or, or not even a return, but losing money. It, it, this, the sellouts are great, but that's not helping make this team money. Well, it's helping, but the, if you spend two fifty five, but you know you can't bring in more than two, then that's minus fifty five. I'm making it up. You know, I don't know what the hell three point two million is worth. I have no clue. Well, I don't know what their TV have... revenue is moving forward. I have no clue. I know. I'm, that's that's the one thing I'm waiting for. Is like, yeah, it's like it's just how much you make and how much you spend. Are right? are we going to have to spend two hundred dollars, one hundred ninety nine bucks next year to watch the Padres games on TV? How much do we spend this year? Twenty a month. It was like I think seventy bucks for the whole season. Yeah, something like it was twenty a month. But you get you. Know, my point is like, how, yeah, is it what, go up? what are these prices going to be like? Because they're already jacking up the prices for members next year. And well, there's no way you can replicate the TV money unless you're on TV. I mean, you can't get sixty million of TV money by selling Padres packages for hundred bucks. It doesn't work like that. No, and you and, and remember when, uh, like the first week of the new Padres. TV deal, they came out with numbers and the numbers were basically the same, the same as Bally. So there was was no spike. There was no, it wasn't. I thought it was impressive that they stayed the same. You were asking people to buy the package, weren't you? Well, also, if you had, I think, Cox or whatever, you could watch the games for free on Channel 4. Right. So. I, what this number should have been is like way higher. Higher because of Channel 4, you're saying? 
and because they could they they touted it as like right you were reaching all these additional viewers right unprecedented amount of viewership because of the access now given to the entire san diego region yeah. for padres baseball and it was the exact same number as bally's like right. that's not good now, I'm not saying it's on the. No, join me wrong. Like, it was still a big number for Bally's. It was like 50K or something, basically, was the average viewership at the time. Yeah. For a game 50K, like 50,000 50, households, maybe. 50,000 for a, a city of 4 million. Well, not a city, but a region. No, right? yeah, exactly. I don't know. And I don't know if it was households or individuals or what it was. Still, I, I think they might have uh, overshot what they thought they were going to get maybe and they were guaranteed the revenue this year for major league baseball they're not guaranteed it next year so they got to go find that tv revenue i don't even know how that's possible i don't know enough about it but they were getting yeah. 60 a year and now it's like go find that i mean that's um that's a big question mark when you, when you don't know where you're getting your next 60 million from when it comes to television um okay guys as we've been telling you about Underdog Fantasy is the best and easiest place to play fantasy sports. If you use promo code PODSRAP, that's P-A-D-S-W-R-A-P, you will get a 100% deposit match up to $100. As we know, football is back. You can play pick'ems involving the NFL with Major League Baseball, for example, tomorrow night. We've got some Monday Night Football game. Uh, Games going on. There's two, actually. So if you go higher than a passing touchdown and a half for Jalen Hurts, you can then pair that. With let's say Fernando Tatis Jr. with higher than eight fantasy points tomorrow night for the Padres. If you go two for two in that pick'em, your twenty dollar wager pays sixty dollars. If you use promo code PodsWrap, you will get a one hundred percent deposit match up to one hundred dollars. They also have drafts going on right now for football and baseball. It's the best and easiest place to play when it comes to drafts because you can auto draft or do it yourself, and from there they take care of everything. No waivers, no trades. They do it all after the draft so again check it out underdogfantasy.com the best and easiest place to play fantasy sports use promo code podsrap p-a-d-s-w-r-a-p you will get a 100 percent deposit match up to 100 dollars. and very good point here tatis web is uh yeah not exactly easy tomorrow night for the padres we'll see how they look is, the is, is snow going to pitch tomorrow i believe so yeah even with nothing well i mean he's already locked the side young up He's got to pitch. Yeah, you can't not pitch with six games left. You cannot pitch final day of the season. Six games left, you should pitch. And that's what he's going to do. Season's not over. You heard Manny. They're alive. No chance. They're still alive. Snell Webb is tomorrow night. Even though they have, a, according to Fangraphs, a 0.0% chance. No. You haven't checked tonight, have you? Oh, no. It changed because the Giants lost. That's right, right? It's back up. To what? 0.1. Oh. There's still a chance, baby. One in a thousand, beginning hey. the final week of the regular season. I mean, they're all there's so honestly, John. Like, there is so much on the line here this week. The fight for third place. Well, who who eliminates who first? Do the Padres right. eliminate the Giants? The Giants eliminate the Padres. I mean, this is what we're dealing with, guys. Look, listen. We got the fight for third place. All right. We got the fight for the best run differential in the history of the sport for a team that missed the postseason. No, under 500. Under 500. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe missed the postseason. No I mean, th- chance in hell, dude. There were 102 win teams that missed the postseason, like Braves Giants back in the day. Okay, you're right. 
<laughs> nowhere near but how good how good was their run differential was it plus 100 yeah they won 102 games there's teams that have plus 300 run differentials yeah. in the history of baseball anyway, so yeah the also just just getting to the plus 100 run differential mark i think would be huge um what else is that play there's got to be something else well snell well he's already won the cy young you think yeah if he, if he didn't pitch again this year, he's winning it almost unanimously, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how good of a, a month he's had, and that's how yep. like bad of a month other pitchers have had in the race. Um, really when, I, when, when at the beginning of the month, I didn't know if it, it was going to be close, but I didn't think it was going to be this much of a runaway. I mean, it's a flat-out yeah, runaway for Snell. Not even close. Yep. He is the Cy Young. Probably will get, I want to say, 95% first-place votes. Oh yeah, Rich, Rich, Rich brought up a good point. The extra inning record. Can they finally get one extra inning win? I have predicted that it will happen on the final day of the season. Oh, that'd be amazing. So be they've, amazing. they've checked off a lot of boxes this year. Um, getting to that, you know, winning streak of more than three games. Like they finally did it. Thank God. The run differential, huge. Oh, here by the way, the the Giants who won 103 games in '93 and lost the Braves. Oh, yeah, with no wild card. <laughs> I had like a plus 200 run differential. Okay, never mind. Under 500, you're right. Yeah. Um, Man, yeah, there's a lot, dude. There's a lot this week. Uh, if they can get an extra any win somehow, it would just be the... That'd be huge. It'd be the cherry on top of this shit. Do you think there'd be like Sunday. celebrations in the streets? Maybe. Maybe in like North County. Right. Maybe not downtown. Potentially. I'll be watching. I mean, a really good pitching matchup tomorrow. Webb and Snell. But again, you're like, yeah. I mean, actually, you could know what's their technical elimination number. Who even knows? It, it, just win. They're Let's see what they do these final six games. Just win. Oh, and and trying to finish above 500 for just the you know second time in nine years under AJ, AJ Preller's tenure. Yeah, it's it's a week to save AJ Preller's job is what it is. <laughs> you go six to zero, fifteen one to finish, and AJ Preller gets an extension off this. Maybe Bob Melvin too. To I mean, imagine honest. imagine they go six and zero down the stretch. All right, you win like. Two extra inning games, mm-hmm. and you boast your run differential to like 115 or 120. You think they're gonna go plus 30 here in these final six games? I mean, you, be a... you, go, you go big time. Okay, just go big. Just pile on. Just bring in Hater with like a 13 run lead to make sure it stays 13. Like make sure you do not give up when you're up 10 nothing because they're gonna be up. They're gonna probably be up 10 nothing in one of these games. You cannot allow the other team to score any runs. You have to keep the plus 10 there. By the way, as, as bad as this is, this one in a thousand, oh, it's over. Someone just put in the chat. It's a good point. The Cubs do not play tomorrow, and the elimination number is two, which means the Padres will not be eliminated tomorrow. Oh, win or lose. Thank God. Padres will not be eliminated tomorrow. We will live to see at least a Tuesday with the Padres mathematically alive to reach the postseason here in 2023. All right, join us tomorrow. San Diego Sports 760, 3 to 6. PM, they'll join us tomorrow night. Blake Snell on the mound trying to secure that 2023 Cy Young in the National League in San Francisco. Padres trying to stay hot. They're 9-1, by the way, in their last 10 games. Subscribe, guys, please. Year-round Padres content in season and out of season. Smash the like button for us. Follow us on Twitter at John Schaefer, at Jim Russell, SD. Thank you for the super thanks. If you're here on replay, we really do appreciate those. Uh, greatly appreciated. Oh, look at this that just rolled in. Wow. Wow. 
on our way out. Now, okay, first of all, this is very generous. One of the most generous supers of the season. Thanks, Miss Do It All. From Miss Do It All. So let's talk about this for a handful of minutes because this is extremely generous. Can we get some clap emojis in the chat for Miss Do It All? Thank you, Miss Do It All. I like the pink super, by the way. Um, okay, this is very generous and kind. Um, is that a goat, by the way? I can't tell in the pink. Uh, that's like a flower, John. It's like a bouquet of flowers. No, no. What's the emoji? After oh, the it's a goat emoji. Okay. Manny's the goat with fans. Tatis is only nice to kids when there's a camera around. Manny plays injured, carried us with one leg last year, and so nice to kids without a camera around. I've seen so many times. A shame he is not the same with media. Love you, John and Jim. I really like this comment. Mm-hmm. I really like this comment because... I, First of all, we only know so much. And of course, what you see most often is Manny Machado playing and Manny Machado with the media. I mean, this is what you see. This is what's blasted to the masses. I have, I'm not there sitting in the second row watching what Manny Machado does in terms of signing autographs before games or after games. I think it's, it's, it's interesting. I don't, it's interesting, like Manny Machado's relationship with the fan base is hard to really fully interpret. Like, to Miss Duodal's point, the way he interacts with the fans at Petco Park, that's a fair point. The way he is with the media, is that a reflection on how he thinks about the fan base? No, because he typically rips the media and then praises the fans. Mm-hmm. But that's an interesting little statement there from Miss Duodal in terms of Manny Machado and the way he is with the uh, Padres fan base. I, I completely agree with like everything that you have said here, Miss Duodal. Like Manny is does a lot of things for the fan base, a lot of things for the community. Um, and I think the other day he posted a picture online of uh, the kid that like did his uh, cleats, like covered in cleats for Manny and sent it to Manny. And then Manny made cleats that were actually yep. like, you know, and gave, and then he gave him the cleats yesterday. So um, yeah, I agree. I think Manny is, is great with the fans, especially kids. I think he is amazing yeah. with kids. I've seen that too. Yeah, we've yeah. seen some stories kids, on that. Kids, he is very good with the kids. Mm-hmm. But I do agree. Like it's it's a completely different face when it comes to the media, for whatever reason. And you know, I'm not saying Manny has to be this like super nice person at the media. I just think that he picks these battles that are pointless. <laughs> And then it comes off as like, why are you being a dick? And then you say things that we're going to talk about and the media is going to talk about as wondering, like, why are you saying that and and Mm -hmm. questioning it? Because that's what happens. And then it gets back to the fans and the fans are upset about it. And it's like, you know, and so if he just did well and the team did well, we're not talking about this. Would I personally like like it? Like, no, but there's no point in talking about it. If the team is doing well and he's doing well and they're winning. But like it all compounds and it all just the problem is yeah. this is Miss Doodle. Let me just say this. And because we never talk politics, and I'm not going to, but let me give you an analogy. It's like no matter what your whatever way you lean politically, mm-hmm. it's like nobody cares about anything other than like the bottom line yeah like nobody cares like this republican president gave away uh had all these kids over for christmas or this democratic president had all these kids over forget about all that like none of anything that happens in the background matters 
to those that are so fanatical, including fans, for example, in baseball of the Padres. This is great and all. At the end of the day, can you hit and can you help this team win? You know what yeah. I mean? Like that's how these players are graded, especially someone like Manny Machado, who's trending for the Hall of Fame, will be judged on winning a ring or not and helping to carry this franchise forward or not. This is all great. And I, I'm I'm glad to hear it, to be honest. I do think there's some benefits in it, but 99.99% of what people care about about professional athletes is like the finished product, right? It's it's a brutal industry based on winning and losing. And there are people that are hypercritical as they should be based on performance. Yeah. You know, that that's how I look at it. Just yeah, dude. It's it is a bottom line type of thing with a lot of fans. A lot of fans I think can deal with a player being an asshole or a dick if they perform. And not only if they perform, but if the team also performs. Like if the team mm-hmm. wins, if you had 26 douches in there, but they all won, but you won, would, it, would anybody like be like I'm not rooting for this team because I think those players are dicks. Right. No. I don't think that's going to be the case. <laughs> you know. Um so yeah, it's it is a yeah, I agree with you, man. You, you you win, and you perform, and you live up to expectations. You back it up. People aren't really going to give a shit that much. People, some people will. Be, but I mean, what's the point of if you're winning and you're performing and you're living up to expectations for us to like even really care about how many treats the media or how he says things that doesn't make sense or has a complete lack of understanding and awareness sometimes when speaking. I mean, it, it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter at all. Yeah. Samantha, thank you, by the way. Very Thanks, generous, Samantha. very kind. Thank you for your support of the channel. Uh, guys, if you're here live or on replay, thank you for the super chats all season long. For those of you here on replay, thank you again for the super thanks. Uh, great way to finish off the night. Thank you, Miss Do It All. Thank you, Samantha. For your support, much more Monday, John and Jim, 3 to 6, San Diego Sports 760, iHeartRadio app, and then again tomorrow night on the wrap-up show. Please support our partners, Mark Nimitz and Farmers Insurance, our title sponsor. If you have an insurance need, call Mark. Info is down below. Aura, O-R-A dot organic. Click the link in the description down below. Everyone wants to get healthier. Underdog Fantasy. Um, again, use promo code PADRAP, P-A-D-S-W-R-A-P. You will get a 100% deposit match up to $100. All right. Thanks, guys. Padres win tonight. They've won nine of 10. We'll see you tomorrow night. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or 7 Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.